everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of the Shine Sparkers podcast. I'm Amanda Van Heil. I'm going to be your host today, and I'm joined by Roy and Leon. They're going to be talking with me about Metroid's 35th anniversary. So 35 years of Metroid, that's pretty exciting. Nintendo has been acknowledging it, which is just Oh my gosh, exciting, amazing. Was not expecting to see Nintendo acknowledge it as much as they have been. They've been posting about Metroid Dread. There was, of course, the Metroid 35th Harmony of a Hunter Returns album, which there was the listening party, which I'm glad I got to attend and listen to a bunch of the music on there. That was really cool. And then there's also a Metroid 35th fanzine that has some really cool artwork. Have you guys looked at it? Uh, I have, um, and I honestly think it is quite amazing just seeing all the different pieces of artwork. Like, it's not just sort of picture artwork, it's also stories and cosplay. I particularly liked um, the cosplay of the Chozo statue. That was quite cool because it was very retro, let's say. Um, but I also really liked the comic, The Trouble with Metroids. It's definitely a homage to the tribbles from star trek which is probably i i'm not a big star trek fan but i definitely love tribbles so it's got my seal of approval there i really like the little crochet of samus i thought that was so cute oh, and now yeah. i kind of want i kind of want one but i want to put some catnip in it so my cats can play with it <laughs> More, more like probably butcher Samus, like the. Ah, mm. <laughs> uh, well, one of my teeth, one of my cats doesn't have teeth, so it should be fine. Okay. <laughs> but I liked just all the interpretations people gave of like the different Metroid artwork. Just seeing Samus in so mm. many different forms, seeing just all the characters in in different arrangements and styles and everything. I like seeing like the enemies and stuff. That's mm. always fun. I particularly liked um, Comfort Bubbles' art style with um, Samus and Dark Samus. Like, I thought that looked pretty cool, just the style they um, drew that in. I like the ones, let's see, that's Ridley. Okay, is that is that Craid? I can't remember, eating the ice cream. No, that's Crocomire. Crocomire, okay. I can. I get the two names confused. I get Craid and Crocomire confused for some reason. Well, I really like the picture. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite pieces. So wholesome. Yeah. Crocomire did nothing wrong. That's true. <laughs> like, I like seeing Crocomire so happy. I'm just looking at it now, and it does look incredibly cute. I've, I will admit that. <laughs> then again, I think everything looks cute, so... I'm just looking at Ridley and I just noticed his neck is, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I like how it's like comedic Ridley. Yeah. It's like Ridley who's non-threatening and who's just annoying and I love it. <laughs> like he's uh, your annoying friend that you hate but also love dearly, who pulls pranks all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I really liked this fanzine. I thought it was one of the best tributes to Metroid uh, for such a significant anniversary. I've corresponded a few times with um, the creator who also goes by Metroid 35 or Isabel. She did a fantastic job of bringing the Metroid fandom together to share all this art, memories, and stories. Our very own Darren was also featured in it, talking about Harmony of Hunter Returns. Some of my favorite artwork that was featured includes uh, the pieces done by Fluffy Wolf, there's another uh, drawing in there of Adam by Dana Nicole, who we've done a spotlight on before. 
and again the picture of Krakemeyer licking ice cream is just <laughs> so wholesome and cute. Krakemeyer is just so happy. Yeah. So if you guys are familiar with AM2R, uh, we had a while back, we had Dr. M64 on our show. That's Milton. And he has actually launched a trailer for Skippy the Bot. And it's a little platformer in celebration. And it's super cute. Oh, my gosh. Have you guys, like, checked it out? I haven't played it yet. And I just started listening to it all of a sudden. I haven't played it yet because I, I know you can. I just haven't had a chance to play it. But it's super, super cute. It looks so much fun. Oh, my gosh. What do you guys think of it? Yeah, I remember um, the trailer went live during the public listening party for Harmony Returns. And Darren was saying, go check it out, but then come straight back, uh, which is what I did. <laughs> that sounds like Darren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a couple days before, um, Milton had an announcement to share. And I thought, you devil, you. Are you making AM2R DLC, which he's legally... It's still not allowed to do, but <laughs> I had a good laugh watching the trailer, uh, and the game went live pretty soon after that. Uh, it is, it's on itch.io for anyone interested. Yeah, I played it. I was actually playing it this morning. It's fun, but I am no good at physics-based games. You have to try and make it jump and then spin around and try not to let it fall off platforms. Skippy the bot was difficult, but it was fun. And I really like the tribute. You know, the thing about platformers is like when you're in the habit of playing platformers and you've been doing it for a while, you kind of get into the rhythm of it and you get pretty good at platformers. But if you go a while without having played a platformer and you go back into one, oh my gosh, it is like just the definition of frustrating. Mm. Like I used to, I mean, that's kind of what I grew up on because that was pretty much the majority of games back a long time ago when I was little and playing games and everything. Um, so I grew up playing like platformers. So I got really, really good at them. And now like I go back and I'm like, how did I do this when I was seven? I don't understand how I did this so well when I was just a child and now I can't do it. I don't understand what's happening here. You want a stressful platform experience? Ori in the Blind Forest on one life mode. Oh, gosh. I, pl I played that recently. It was one of the most stressful things I've ever done. I love Ori, but I would not be able to do one life mode. Just that, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I, I'd like to think that I'm pretty good at platforms. So like, I, I'm somewhat competent, but Skippy did make me a bit frustrated. But it was frustrated of the fun variety, if that makes sense. So it was just... It, it was annoying I kept dying, but also funny that I kept dying as well. Like in one of the early stages, I ended up playing a very quick game of um, pinball, or pinbot, we should say, as I kept rebounding off the rotating blades, and it, it was quite hilarious, to be fair. <laughs> That sounds fun. Like, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, just the the hilarity of dying over and over again. <laughs> there have been so many times where it's like, I just, I'm screaming the whole time trying to get through going, oh my God, I'm dying, I'm dying. And then, you know, I die and then I just crack up mm. laughing. <laughs> One thing I did really like about the game, though, is the uh, background music featured in the trailer as well. And I want to say... It sounds like a remix of um, the theme to Sanctuary Fortress from Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. 
Am I right? Um, it's actually the Great Temple. Great Temple. It's been. I say it's been so long. It's only been like six months since I played that. But I, at least I got the game right. <laughs> yeah, you did. You're uh, you're half right. Mm. <laughs> Well, Twitter user Gilarm, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, I'm so, so sorry, posted some concept art for the idea of a post-fusion game, and it looks really cool. It was all up on the Twitter account, and then also had, like, I think my favorite, though, that I saw of, like, some of the Metroid artwork was, like, um, what was it, like, an anime style? It was 90s anime style Metroid, which I love being a 90s anime fan, seeing as I was born in the 80s and all that. So my first anime would have been 90s style. It was so cute. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when I was looking over these earlier, like, I just thought it looked really neat. Um, you know, Fusion was one of my, well, was my first Metroid game. So like the idea of seeing a, a new Fusion, like, concept art was really cool. I liked seeing, like, Samus wearing kind of everyday clothes with like the purple pants and like the black shirt and the vest just looked really cool. She looked like, you know, she was a, a in-person assassin, like modern day, as opposed to like totally different world assassin. So it made, makes her look a little more relatable and something like, okay, that's what I want to aspire to be kind of, if that makes sense. Mm. It's not it's like I find in some cases of uh, when Samus is in not in her uh, power suit, she's rather she can be sort of not over feminized, but she has that more femininity to her appearance. Whereas this one, it's like um, you still got that feminine appearance. Yeah, she's still beautiful. But oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I I absolutely love this sort of a vision for Samus. Yeah, I do too. Cause I love that she's, she's girly looking without being just like over the top. That is not Samus. Mm. It's still beautiful. I love it. She doesn't have the impractical wedge heels. <laughs> wedges aren't bad. Actually. I will say as somebody who has worn wedges, like all over the place, I have like my, one of my favorite pair of shoes has like a hidden wedge in them. And those are so comfortable. I can wear them all over the place. I've worn them at conventions. So those are actually not all that impractical. If you get the right kind of wedges, just just because of the support they provide is way better than like a stiletto or even just a flat like flats your back's gonna be killing you the whole time okay but in other end at least it's kind of a question of how they fit into her power suit boots now that makes sense one thing i did want to note with them um, their concept is the tweet part four which was posted on march 3rd earlier this year uh, it's somewhat similar to how I expect Emmy will work in Metroid Dread. Bear in mind, this concept was posted before Dread got announced, officially announced. So it's it's just a bit weird. <laughs> it's kind of interesting to look back at old uh, Metroid Dread or Metroid Five concepts or fan fiction, just to see how close they were or not. Mm. But yeah, I saw the same tweet and the stealth elements look a lot like the Emmy. What I like about Gilherm's concept, and we also did a spotlight on him earlier this year, so go check that out if you haven't. Gilherm's concept talks about how the Federation see her, and you're going after, or you're hiding from Federation troopers and just trying not to get killed or captured by them. Whereas it seems that in Dread, 
the Federation send the Emmy in to do their dirty work. I'm not going to spoil, but I think I've grasped the true intentions of the Emmy. I think most people have made this connection as well. I just realized something. Um, you, you two might not understand the reference, but the Frost Sentinel has a very similar weakness to a Sontaran from Doctor Who. Basically, there's an exhaust pipe on the back of their neck where if you hit them, that incapacitates them for a brief period of time. Mm. And the Frost Sentinel has a heat exhaust on its the back of their heads, which I assume will hurt them somewhat. Samus also kind of reminds me of Kim Possible in this in the concept art, and I think that's one of the reasons why I like it so much. I was thinking that because, God, I miss that show. What if Kim Possible is actually Samus, like in her sort of teens? <laughs> mm, Samus is a bit more battle hardened and brooding than Kim Possible. Well, that's after Kim Possible has saved the world so many times; she's done with it, and that's why she dyed her hair blonde and became Samus. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's enough Kim Possible descriptions of Metroid, and I am here for it, and I think that's the most awesome crossover. But we've got other things we've got to talk about. MHQ-thon celebrated the 35th by having their Metroid headquarters, Metroid Marathon, and they raised $3,700 for Child's Play charity. And that next year, they'll get to play Metroid Dread during the charity marathon, so that'll be exciting. I've managed nice. to watch some of it. I also wore my MHQ t-shirt. I always feel so cool when I wear <laughs> my Metroid HQ t-shirt, and I'm going, hey, guess what? One of my best friends started this website, and he's cool, and therefore I'm cool by wearing it because, <laughs> you know, it's Elias. So <laughs> I mean, you're cool anyway. That just boosts your That just cool boosts points. my coolness, yeah. <laughs> now... One thing I want to note is that they raised $3,700, which is fantastic. They had a donation goal of $3,000. Well, that was one of their goals. And they said if they reached that goal, Elias would do a photo shoot of him wearing your Zero Suit Samus costume. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I remember him texting me going, hey, guess what? I'm putting on Zero Suit Samus. And I'm wearing your wig again. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Can't oh, wait to okay. see it. <laughs> Just like nonchalant about it. Yeah. When when can we expect said photos? That's a good question. I know I saw like video of it because I know he streamed wearing it, but I don't know about like the photo shoot. I didn't know about that part. So I wonder if it's on his Twitter. I'm going to see him in two weeks. <laughs> I'm still trying to cleanse that deep fake of his face on your body from my mind. Oh my gosh, that was terrifying. Uh. So we've talked enough about how everybody else celebrated Metroid's 35th, but how did we all do it? What did you guys do? Anything for the anniversary? It was a pretty big one. I was working, and by working, I mean I was on Shine Sparkers and Wicketroid. Now, my body clock is screwed beyond repair, so I was awake past 4 a.m. when Volume 4 of the Metroid Dread Report went live in, on the Japanese site. And even though it, I, was, I had to go to bed, um, I had to get a peek at the teaser 
that was shown. Uh, I saw it and I freaked out. Living Chozo. Chozo memories explained. Samus in an orange dreadsuit. Her fusion gunship. Adam speaking. I was so tired and going to bed, but I sent Darren a quick message just freaking out. When I woke up, I saw it about 30 more times. Um, I helped Darren get up his feature on Harmony of Hunter Returns and the other albums. There was a public listening party for the album, so I was in and out of that. And I also spent the day just covering the new information on Wikitroid, uh, putting new information from the report up. So yeah, it was a good day. I may have gotten a bit of an addiction to Harmony of a Hunter Returns. That's a good addiction to have. Yes, uh, it definitely made my four-hour train journey back from Birmingham while suffering from IBS-like symptoms a lot more enjoyable. Um, And I spent my time writing a review for the album because I was lucky enough to get sort of sneak peek early to um review which was quite a nice thing and it's it's like people probably think i'm just saying this because of darren but it's i legitimately absolutely love the album i love all the work that's gone into it and it's sort of introduced me into genres which i've never really enjoyed so much previously as well so it's quite in a way it's sort of given me more of a musical um appreciation of sorts it's a really good album i enjoyed listening to it i took part in the listening party i listened to as much of it as i possibly could i really liked it like just everything i'm like this is so cool you and i were actually on one of the tracks amanda yes we were Mm -hmm. uh track 10 prophecy of the forgotten you can hear our voices reading out the chozo artifact hints not gonna lie slightly envious of that but it's a brilliant brilliant track like it's a very nice way to do it like getting a bunch of the team involved in that which i thought was mm-hmm. very nice and three former metroid prime developers oh i did not know that but now i do and that's much intrigue mm-hmm. i ended up going to the georgia aquarium and took pictures of a whole bunch of jellyfish that look like metroids and every because <laughs> every time i see a jellyfish i go oh look there's a metroid oh look there's another metroid i found a metroid and elias is always like that's not a metroid that's a jellyfish i'm like <laughs> i don't care and one time like i took a picture of a dead jellyfish i saw on the beach and i just wrote samus was i wrote in the sand samus was here riddly as a loser <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I have so much fun doing that, but I do. on to the mailbag last episode we asked you guys to share a message to wish metroid a 35th anniversary and we're gonna look at what you guys said hamster bomb says one of the most brilliant nes breakout franchises that not only inspired hundreds if not thousands of non-linear games to come but straight up invented an entire genre Metroid is far greater than even its own fans give it credit. Happy Metroid 35th. Actually, that is a very good point. Like, it's, it Mm. did, like, 
it made such a huge impact. Like, you don't quite realize just how big of an impact it has. Without Metroid, like a lot of Nintendo games, really, you wouldn't have a lot of other different games which are out today. Or if it hadn't come out, we wouldn't have games like that. Shadow Complex. Right, yeah. I mean, it's because of Metroid we have, like, the Ori <clears throat> games, basically. Exactly. Ori would not exist without Metroid. That is very true, and I can't imagine us not having Ori, because Ori is amazing. All right, next tweet is from Arginator, hashtag Operation Metroid Dread. The very first video game I played in my life was Super Metroid, so needless to say, the franchise definitely made a lasting impact on me. But what has kept me a fan over the years has been the friends I've made in the Metroid fandom. They truly are a passionate and talented bunch. Oh, I love that so much. Yay. It is due to Metroid that I've made some awesome friends too. Yay. Absolutely. And then RF5Bomi says, It is great seeing that Metroid is getting its 35th anniversary, as I have been waiting for this moment. Happy 35th anniversary! And then Samus gives a thumbs up. Is that the um, Samus thumbs up GIF or GIF? Yes, it is. Nice. One of my favorite GIFs. It is a good one. Well, everybody, thank you for answering our mailbag question. And so now we have a question for next episode. What are you most looking forward to about Metroid Dread? You can respond to it on our Twitter account, which is Shine Sparkers. And we've got a little question on there. Just answer that and then let us know what you think. And everyone, thank you for joining us for episode 16 of the Shine Sparkers podcast. It was just great getting just to gush about Metroid and just everything we love about it and getting to celebrate 35 amazing years with this franchise and seeing it move forward in such an amazing direction with Metroid Dread coming out and then the next Metroid Prime, Metroid Prime 4 coming out eventually. (laughs) Do you guys have anything you want to add on? Just happy anniversary, Metroid. Thank you, Nintendo, uh, Mr. Sakamoto, Mr. Tanabe, everyone who's ever worked on it. Thank you for bringing us this incredible franchise. Thank you for finally giving us Metroid Dread. I'm very excited for it. Mercury Steam, if you're listening, you've done a phenomenal job of what we've seen so far. Uh, You're making our dreams come true. Thank you. Um, Roy's message has sort of just thrown me off thinking oh I supposed like to how can you top that out? one right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i guess i'll say see you next mission sammy october 8th <laughs> i love it for all the latest metroid coverage be sure to visit us on shinesparkers.net and then we're also on social media at shinesparkers we'll see you next mission see you next mission see you next mission still there yeah i am i'm just reading and making sure i've got everything correct (laughs) getting all the names on here correct is all i'm very bad at platforms in general and also i can vouch for that (laughs) yes there have been many times where i've played sea of thieves with leon and just been terrible at platforms so Mm -hmm. uh... (laughs) all right so that's next is the is, how do you pronounce I that? Believe it's, Gil- I believe it's Gilerm. You could just Gilerm. Okay. I, I believe cool. so. You could. You might want to just say disclaimer if if I'm saying that wrong. Sorry or something. Gotcha. Okay.
But I love the idea of a post-fusion game that's Metroid style. Uh, let me just get that over again. Obviously, it's a Metroid game. What the heck am I saying? <laughs> I It's like I'm going through pictures, looking at all these again, and just like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's Metroid. Cool. <laughs> um, that was clumsy. I'm going to start that again. That's okay. What I really liked about Gilerm's concept by the way, we did a spot. We are not fucking on the show, Roy. <laughs> or or uh, Ron ends up dying on K2L, so she becomes Samus to avenge, but to, to kill Ridley to avenge him or something. I, I, I can't remember if they were dating or not, but. Yeah. Yes, they were. Oh, yeah. Because I started screaming on the mo- in the movie where they kissed at the end. It's the second Kim Possible movie, and I was sitting with one of my friends, and I did not see it coming, and I just started screaming, <laughs> going, oh my gosh, I did not know this was going to happen. And I just peeked the mic. I am so, so sorry, Darren. <laughs> Raising $3,700 for charity. And let me see, what charity did they... I think it was Child's Play, yeah, but I want to double play. check and make sure. Pretty yes, sure it, it was, was Child's yeah. Play. All right, I'm going to say that one again. Um, all right. Now, we talked about how others celebrated the 35th. How did you guys all celebrate the 35th? Did you guys do anything exciting for the Metroid HQ or Metroid HQ? Let me start that again. I, this is what happens when I look at a word and I'm saying something else. <laughs> all right. Well, we've talked. Hang on just a second. Hun, I need you to turn that down. I can hear it in here. Thank you. <laughs> right, Dan Dan was playing Minecraft in another room. <laughs> All right. Because I know so many yes. people who are so squeamish. Yeah. Like, yeah. They can't separate egg whites from yolks. Yeah. Uh, I, that's uh, okay. That's just weird that they can't do that. Like, I can get texture things, but it's just an egg white. Go wash mm. your hands. It comes right off. Mm. Yeah. Well, everyone, you can find us on the Shine Sparkers website, shinesparkers.net, and on social media at. Si- you be sure to vi- <laughs> be sure to vi- uh, let me try that again. Oh, they'll go kaboom! Either way, I'm happy. <laughs> This podcast was edited by Darren Kerwin, with music from Maserati. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can find more at shinesparkers.net, along with the latest Metroid news, community features, and exclusive content. Alternatively, you can also find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next mission.